Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we appreciate the Lord for His grace and mercy. And we hope that the Lord is taking good care of you. Uh, Shalom, Brother Chetty and Sister Chetty. I see that you are in transit from Deben to Whitbank. Uh, a safe traveling mercy for you. Uh, and may God undertake for you. 
And we want to greet everyone that is on the line. Uh, it's quite chilly, but we hope that you woke up to join us in this morning service. We made an announcement yesterday. I hope that you got the announcement for the local assembly. Uh, and we just want to thank God for everything. But before we read the scripture, let's bow and our heads and pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for being a good God. We thank you for taking care of our needs, for being a protector, a provider, a guide, and a leader. Everything worketh for good to them that love the Lord. It's exactly what the scripture says. And Lord, we appreciate you for miracles among us, divine healing among us. We want to appreciate you for every good thing that you are doing for us. And even if you were not doing anything, we were still going to say thank you, Lord, because our relationship with you is not dependent on what you do. It depends on who we are to you and who you are to us. We pray for every brother and every sister, every young man and every young woman. May you be with them. May you give them a sound mind. We pray, dear God, for every family. Dear God, in these times, we are depending on being led by you. As we are going to read the scripture, may you bring an illumination of the revelation. May the inspiration that put the scripture there be the one that will strike us this morning so that when we rise as a church, as your prophet said, we shall rise one day as an invincible army when we get to know the revelation of who you are. Thank you, dear God, for this revelation in the end time. Pray for the listener as much as I pray for myself. Be gracious as we commit everything to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, we want to thank God for his grace and mercy. Uh, now, for the scripture, we are just going to turn to the book of Hezekiel. As indicated, I want to speak on the power of the spoken word. The power of the spoken word. The spoken word has power. And we just want to check how does it have power? How does it gain that power? And once you have the power of the spoken word, what can you achieve in your life, in your family, in your community, in your spiritual walk with God? There is so much that you can achieve. I think the world over, young people, whenever you, they speak today, even toddlers, I've heard them speaking about apps because we live during the time of application. 
you don't just hear the word, but after you've heard the word, the word has to be applied. And I hope that what we will deliver this morning, it is something that you can take into your heart and apply it in your life and rise like an invincible soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil is fighting you, but the devil is not going to win against you because actually your battle was long won 2,000 years ago on the cross. You are just here to enforce the devil's defeat. Now, as we turn to the scripture, the book of Hezekiel, chapter 37, from verse 1, and then we'll read, I'll I'll tell you where we're going to stop. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them run about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thou says the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause the breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay snews upon you, and will bring upon flesh upon you, will bring upon flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put a breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bones. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thou sayest the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breath upon this lane that they may live. So I prophesied, as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost, and we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thou saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people, up out of your graves 
and you sh and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in, the, in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. I like it when it say that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. Whatever the Lord speaks, the Lord shall perform. Now, when you look at this vision, maybe just to break down our text, the Lord takes Ezekiel. He shows him a vision of many, many, many bones. Not just bones, but dry bones. He showed him a state of hopelessness, a state of helplessness. And he asked him a question, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel says, Thou knowest the Lord. And he said, You prophesy that these bones must live. Then he prophesied, and a bone returned to a bone. He bone report, joined the feet bone, the arm bone, the cheek bone, joined the head, and all the bones came together, and they stood an army. But still, there was no breath in them. And the Lord said, prophesy again, son of man. And he prophesied. And those dead bones, those dry bones, those many bones, now had life. Now, it is amazing that it was not the Lord that spoke life into these many, in this what I'll call a skeleton army. The Lord delegated that authority in the vision to Ezekiel, that you, son of man, you will speak life into these bones. And now, the same way with Ezekiel, I think every son and every daughter of God has a right to come to that level. And maybe if I run ahead of myself, we have the power, we have, we, in the end time, we all as the body of Christ, we, every individual within the body of Christ, have the power to speak life in dead areas. We have the power to speak life in dry areas. And how do we have that power? It is the power of the spoken word. Now, Brother Brenham tells us that the very mud where we are standing that is called the earth, it is the product of the spoken word. The sun is the product of the spoken word, the moon, the stars, every, the nature, everything that you see uh, that was made in Genesis, it is the power of the spoken word. Now, we want to check that if the world came into existence by the spoken word, what can a child of God in the end time use the spoken word for? I said, we are moving from the days of just acquiring knowledge and just getting in and taking in sermons. But now we are moving into an era of an application. Folks, what you say is powerful because the scripture says death and life lies on your tongue. 
You can speak life into existence. And in the same vein, you can speak death into existence. And I, you know, and you've got to be bold. This requires, I mean, when you see a, a skeleton army, thousands of dead bones, dry bones, stinking bones, with no sign of life. I don't know how many years those bones had been laying there, but here is a Hezekiel. He had to believe that he was mandated by God to speak the weight, believe that weight, and that weight to materialize, and the materialization of that weight was live in that skeleton army. And I say, Every child, Brother Brenham has told us that God is God of consistency. What he has done for somebody yesterday, if you come on the same basis, he will do exactly the same thing for you today. If he allowed Joshua to stop the sun by the power of the spoken word, he can allow you to stop whatever you want to stop by the power of the spoken word. The spoken word is the original seat. The spoken word is the comfort zone of the supernatural beings or people that believe in the supernatural. Now, when we go back in the book, God's Power of Transformation, paragraph 38, and it says, and I think in this morning in Genesis 1, this world was without form. It was void, and darkness was upon the earth, and nothing but a complete chaos. When this world was in that condition, in that chaotic condition, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, and the entire picture was changed from a total chaos to a garden of Eden. That is transforming power of God that can take something that's nothing and make something wonderful out of it. God's, God's transforming power. Now, we look at the picture in Genesis. You look at how the world was void without form. It was just a total chaos. There was nothing sublime about the state that the world was in. And when God looked, the Spirit of God began to move upon the face of the deep. And right there, the weight, the very first time, the spoken weight spoke or brought something into existence. The chaos that was there without form, without, that was void, empty, darkness, what trans transformed that it was the power of the spoken with when God said, let there be the light. And there was the light. Let there be this. And there were everything that God said, let there be. Then it material. That, the prophet says, that changed the entire picture from a total chaos to a garden of Eden. From something that was, that was ugly something that was without form, something that was void, but the power of the spoken weight changed that chaos into something that was sublime, something that was perfect, the Garden of Eden. And if God did it in the beginning, 
That means every son and daughter of God, they have that power within them and will back it up by the scriptures and by the quotations to show you that you have the power where you are to speak life into your chaos and to transform chaos, a chaotic situation, into something that looks like the Garden of Eden in your life. Something from chaos to something sublime, from disorder to order, from darkness to light, from sickness to health, from death to life. That transition can take place by the power of the spoken way. Not God speaking this time. Perfect faith is when a human being inspired by God utters something, believes it, and brings it to manifestation or make it to become material. Folks, I don't know. Uh, and we, we spoke about this. We have gone th through the first wave, second wave, third wave. At the beginning, we, we prayed and said to God, we don't want any loss of life among us. We didn't, we didn't care what was happening around the world. We said, among us, we don't want any loss of life. That is the spoken word. And wave after wave, we're still standing here. Everybody accounted for. Somebody will look at it and say, ridiculous. You are not in control of this. Brother, Brother Brenham told us, perfect faith is the master of all circumstances. He says you were ordained to control all circumstances. There is no pandemic. There is no condition. There is no situation. There is no background that is going to compromise that authenticated weight by the prophet messenger. We are in control. I say we are in control. You have to understand that you are a son and a daughter of God. You have to understand that you've got a delicate authority. You have to understand there are certain powers that are vested in you. And you have to utilize those powers. And for you to utilize those powers, you must have the boldness. You must have the audacity to venture into areas where no one ventured. And we are not victims, we are victors. Brother Brown says we will rise like an invincible army. And I say this is our season. It may look bleak. People may be despondent. People may be discouraged. It may look gloomy. But brother, light loves the presence of darkness because it is in darkness where light magnifies itself. It is in a state of chaos where a child of God looks at the chaos and say, I'm not going to be subject to this chaos. I'm going to rise above this chaos. I'm going to bring chaos under order, and I'm going to bring order from this state of chaos. And how do you bring that? It's not by intellectual gymnastics. It's not by, by, by your mind. It's not by your intellect. By the power of the spoken word. You speak something, you believe it, you wait upon it, then it becomes material. It is durable, folks. Now, let's go back. 
in this quotation, God's, uh, or rather maybe before I get to this one, or yeah, let me show you this one. This is, this is, this is what I would call God's principle. It has to be a thought first. Then it becomes the weight. Then after it has been spoken, there is a believing part before it comes to the manifestation. You think it, you speak it, you believe it, then you manifest it. Now, the challenge a lot of times, even when I'm going to, as I'm unpacking it this morning, you are going to think of things that you would want to speak into existence. And you are going to speak them into existence because the thought has got to move from a thought status into the weight status. But once it moves from the weight status, then it has to come into a waiting zone where you have to believe what you thought and spoke before it gets manifested. It is in the waiting where a lot of people lose focus. It is in the waiting where a lot of people lose a spiritual balance. We live during a time where people find it difficult to wait upon the Lord. Going back to my process, Brother Branham has told us many times that the Lord said in the beginning, the Lord said, let there be light. So it was a thought, then it was a spoken word, and Brother Branham said God had to believe in his own word. God had to believe in his own word. And the prophet said, I don't know how many millions I don't know how long it took, but it was not an instant thing. He said, let there be light. It might have taken millions. It might have taken a period of time, but he believed in what he spoke until what he spoke became manifested. Therefore, if God operates in that manner, every son and every daughter of God have to, has to operate in the same manner. You think it, folks. We have spoken many a times. The mind, the greatest battle that was ever fought, the grounds on which that battle had to rage, that was chosen, it was the mind. The devil loves to play mind tricks. And the devil likes playing mind battles. And you are not going to realize or you are not going to attain any victory in life unless you attain victory in your mind first. I was speaking to a brother yesterday that had a severe case of COVID. And he was sick and he said, what carried me is that I listened to one of your sermons where you spoke about an attitude. And I went into that challenge, but I realized that if my attitude becomes right, it doesn't matter how severe this illness is, I'm going to make it. So when you are sick, one thing that you need to master before you master your body 
before you master what medication must you take, you have to master your mind. If you can win it in your mind, you are going to win it no matter what. I hope we are together here. Now, even the similarly, every child of God, your mind, then no wonder the devil would want to plant certain things in our mind. Because if he captures our minds, that means he has captured us. If we cannot control our minds, he will control our minds. That is why be ye transformed in the mind by the weight. And how do you, you have, the mind is the garden. You have to protect your mind because your thoughts inevitably are going to become your ways and your ways inevitably, you're going to believe your ways because you can't live contrary to your ways. You can never live above your confession. And once the, your ways, you believe in your ways, they are going to be manifested. So a lot of times, no wonder Job says, all that I feared has befallen me. So everything that happened to Job is exactly what he had as his fears. So his fears became a reality. So as I'm speaking to you right now, even before we come to, you cannot master the art of the spoken word unless you master the art of managing your thoughts, managing your thought process, subjecting them to filters, subjecting them to the spiritual purification by the weight. If you, there's a language in IT, they say it's giggle, meaning garbage in, garbage out. Similarly, when it comes to mind, it's a giggle, garbage in, garbage out. You know, maybe let me labor on this for a while. The, the world is in a state of panic. People have lost loved ones. People have gone through challenges. The David, there is going to be what we call the aftermath of this pandemic. The aftermath is going to be, is going to be fear among people. The aftermath is going to be where people are dejected, are withdrawn. They are not sure. They are no longer optimistic about the future. They, they, they are despondent. They are withdrawn. That's what the devil would want. He wants even the church to be despondent, to be withdrawn, to be dejected because we've had this cabin fever for quite some time. But I'm here to tell you our God is still in control. I'm here to tell you the spoken word is still the original seed. I'm here to say you can rearrange your life, the landscape of your life by the spoken word. I'm here to say you need not to withdraw into a corner and be a victim. You can think it, you can speak it, you can believe it, and you can manifest it because that is the divine nature of your God, of your Father, and that nature, that DNA is in you as a child of God. And maybe before I get into my sermon, these are the dry bones. Maybe you are, you are looking into your life. There are, there are areas that are dry. There are areas that are dead. There are areas that are hopeless and helpless. There are areas that make you, your heart ache. There are areas that make you miserable. I say it must not remain in that way. 
you have the power of the spoken word to change that chaos into something sublime that looks like the Garden of Eden. Folks, this is a season. This is a time. If not now, when? If not as who? This is the time for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. This is a time where the adopted sons and daughters of God are taking their rightful positions and they are speaking ways and heaven backs up their ways and actualizes their ways. It is the season. If, if that is not the season, if that cannot happen, then our faith is in vain. Then Malachi 4 came in vain. Then the pillar of fire reappeared in vain. Then the appearance of the cloud on Sunset Mountain was in vain. But I say, this is a season where there's got to be an army that rises up post this chaos that we have seen pose this state of hopelessness that the world was subjected to we are not gonna withdraw into a corner like the world we are not gonna have victim mindsets like the world no say we 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 are the product of the spoken way we know how to operate the spoken way and we shall operate the spoken way now somebody says brother how much size of faith do I need to speak something, to think something, speak it, believe it, and manifest? How much faith do I do I need to come to the same level as Brother Branham? Do I need to fast the whole year to have that faith? Do I need to occupy a certain position in church? Do I need to rub shoulders with men of God? No, sir. What you need, the faith that you need, to be able to do that, to move a mountain. The faith that is required according to God's standard to move a mountain, this is the amount of faith that is needed for you to move a mountain, a mustard seed. By the way, that is not my hand. I just need to put a disclaimer, the picture. Now, that is the, the, the size of faith that you need. When you have, and many of you have this faith, but you're not conscious of it. There's been many times where people came into Brother Brown's meetings, and Brother Brown says, would say, Sister, you have more faith than you realize you have. This morning as I'm speaking, on this platform, many of you have more faith than you realize you have. This is the amount, the size of faith that is required to move a mountain. Folks, this is a very, very small faith that is required. You can cultivate it. You can, you can build your faith to this size and many of you beyond this size. That is the size that is needed. I hope that is good news. In the message, the fundamental foundation for faith, paragraph 15, 
The prophet says, so everything that God has spoke in his word received into the right channel will materialize that weight for whatever the promise behind it it is. God will do it. He's obligated to it. Everything that God spoke in his weight, when it is received into the right channel, will materialize that weight for whatever the promise behind it it is. God will do it. He's obligated to it. Folks, there are thousands, thousands of promises in the Bible. Thousands. And when you receive that promise in the right channel, God is obligated to make that promise to materialize. One of the promises is that all things, all things are possible to them that believe. I love that promise. Another promise that is there is that if you say to this mountain, be moved, it shall be so. Another promise is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Another promise that whatever you ask in my name and believe it, you shall have it. These are, these are not, it's not just an author that was creative in the study room, right? This is the word of God inspired by the Spirit of God. If God put it in the Bible, and you believe it when it is there, you, God, is obligated to bring it to pass. A lot of times we are afraid because we think the world will laugh at us to make certain degree, to make certain declarations. We are afraid and say, what if it fails? This morning I say, what if it comes to pass? Now, you have to doubt your doubts. When the devil throws a doubt, you must tell him and say, but on the flip side of it, what, what if it happens? Instead of worry, why don't you just believe it will happen? And have the resolve and the determination that this has to happen. Folks, there are people in the world that are not believers, but they have stolen some of the God's principles. They are applying them in their lives, and those principles are working for them. Because remember, a principle will work as long as it is being operated right, and there is consistency on working on that principle. I see young people today over social media that are unbelievers. They talk, they talk about, you must manifest it. And I say, this before Instagram, before Facebook, before social media, this has been our language for as long as we have had the message. But the things that we have moved away, unbelievers are coming back to. And I'm saying now, everything that you desire, you can manifest it. I don't care how big it is, Brother Brim says, he's a big God. Sometimes ask him for bigger things. This God is a doer. 
This God is not a failure. This God is a promise keeper. This God has got an impeccable track record. Try him and see what he will do in your life. But when you try him, you know, you have to lose your mind and have his mind. Because when you operate with your mind, your mind is an enmity when it comes to the supernatural. There are things that you need in your heart right now. There are things that you desire. But here is a scripture, whatever you desire, and you ask it in my name, I will give you your heart's desire. It's not me that spoke it. It's the almighty God that spoke it. Why don't you take him at his weight and say, this has to materialize. This has to manifest. In the message, Abraham, paragraph 30, he says, anybody that has ever got, got anything with God, anybody that has ever got anything with God, to God at his weight. It's exactly what I'm encouraging this morning. To God at his weight. And acted as though it was absolutely finished. You see, he took anybody that has ever got anything with God, took God at his weight, and acted as though it was absolutely finished. Here it is. For when God speaks a word, it's already finished. That's right. God's weight is forever confirmed in heaven. Oh my, I like that. Already finished. As soon as it leaves the leaves of God, it's a weight. And it has to materialize. Now, if God spoke it, if I were you, I would start testifying about it. And say, Lord, thank you. You have made it possible. If I'm sick, I will start saying, God, thank you for healing me. If my children are lost, I'm going to say, God, thank you for saving them. Yes, they are still lost, but I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at that if God speaks it, it's already finished. You say, I'll give you your heart's desires. God, thank you. I already have it. It's not a psychological gymnastic. It's how the deity operates. Here is my question to you. Do you have the maturity, the audacity, and the faith to testify about the things that God is yet to do in your life as though he has already done them? Are you able to Praise God on the potentials before the potentials are a reality. And say, God, I thank you. Maybe your children are still young, but you say, God, I thank you. I've raised godly children. You, you disregard what they will go through. You already look at the end result and say, the Lord said it. I'm fine with it. Is going to become a reality. 
you know, a lot of times it's because we believers, we are caught up into what I would call the now syndrome. Things are not going right now. And you take the now, you make the now to be forever. Things may be bleak now, but they're not going to be bleak forever. You may be sick now, but you're not going to be sick forever. You may be, you may be, you may be lacking now, but you're not going to lack forever. So don't ever take a temporary situation and use it to define your entire lifetime. This one, maybe let me say it one more time. Don't ever take a temporary situation and make use to define your entire lifetime. That unpleasant moment is just an episode. It will pass by. In the message, the ever-present water from the rock. Paragraph 150. Brother says, if there wasn't a law to that, sons and daughters of God would create them a world out here and go live a private life on it. You have the power in you to do it. Do you hear? He says, you are just being prevented by law or law of faith because if everyone can create their own world, it's going to be chaotic. But he says, that power is in you to create a new world where you can go and live a private life on it. That power is in you. Then he says, you have the power in you to do it. You've got a shadow of the power of God in you. You've got power to do it. God is omnipotent. See what I mean? The power that's in you will make, you could speak, you could speak a world into existence and go live on it. Hallelujah. There you are. Brother Brenham say the amount of power that is in you can create a new world. Now, if I've got power to create a new world, but I'm just limited by the law of faith, then it means anything below that that I'm allowed to operate, I can create it. So this morning, we are simply submitting to you that in you lies the power to create. Why? Because you are a son of a creator. You've got the DNA of the creator. And it depends what you want to create because some people, they can create chaos. You've got power to create chaos. Elijah with the power of the spoken word. I think it was Elijah with the power of the spoken word. What did he do? He called a bird to come and devour 42 kids. Elijah, he blinded them with the power of the spoken word. Joshua stopped the sun. It depends on you what you're going to use with the power of the spoken word. Then he says, this one I like it. He says in the resurrection of Lazarus, paragraph 37, says, look deity, I'm a part of Charles and Ella Brenham because I was born from Charlie Brenham. I was born from Charlie Brenham, my daddy. 
I'm a part of him. I've got a forehead like him. My hair was like him. I'm a small man like him. I'm in the nature like him because he's my dad. And if we become in spirit sons of God, deity dwells in the man. Hallelujah. Then you talk about blind eyes being open. They said nothing impossible to God. God said nothing impossible with you. If you will believe, not God, but with you. Guys, listen to me. We, they said nothing is impossible with God. God said nothing is impossible with you. If you will believe it, not with God. If you will believe it, but you. Because deity, in the deity is in man. The very God that stood back there on that mythical platform of the eternities and rolled worlds of his hands and created these things give you the privilege to be his son. You are a part of him. God dwells in mankind. And man himself is deity. Man himself is deity. Hallelujah. There you are. It might choke you, but study over that a little while. See? The prophet tells you that they, they told us nothing is impossible with God. But now the prophet flips it and say, nothing is impossible with you if you believe because now the deity is in a man. Uh, brother say now you speak about blind eyes being open. How are they being opened now? By the power of the spoken way. How are they being healed now? By the power of the spoken way. Not the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not the lips of the Almighty God. But your very own lips. Because he says, I'm a child of Charles Brennan. I've got a hair like him. I'm small in stature like him. I'm My nature is like him. But when I become a son and a daughter of God, then I become like God. I speak like God. I believe like God. I make things to become material like God. Because the deity is now in a man. It is in the power of your tongue. It is in the power of your tongue. Now, listen to this one. In the message, all things are possible to him that believeth. Paragraph 18. He says, if you are the son of God, you are like God. <laughs> Maybe where you are, you can, you can beat yourself on the chest and say, I am the son of God. Therefore, I am like God and will do certain things as God. Not somebody. You, I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. And I will behave like God, because the nature of God is in me. Hmm. If you are the son of God, 
You are like God. He just speaks to the word. It creates itself. His words is the creative power. Therefore, if I'm a son of God, and I'm like God, I speak the word, and it creates itself, because my word is creative power, because I am like my dad. <laughs> do you realize, do you realize how powerful you are? What is it required to do that? A mustard, a faith as a mustard seed. Not a bigger faith. You don't need to have preached at a bigger convention. You don't need to go on a mountain for 40 days. You just need a faith the same size as the mustard seed. Then you will be able to speak the weight and it will create itself because your weight will be creative. Now, coming to our text, Hezekiel is looking at dry bones. He's looking at thousands and thousands of dry bones. He's looking at a skeleton army. Those bones had no life. They had no flesh. Those bones were long dead. And Ezekiel is looking, and God says, Son of man, can these bones live? God would never ask you a question that he's got no answer to. When God says to Job, where were you when the monasteries sang and the sons of God shouted for joy? God knew where Job was, but he wanted Job to jog Job's spiritual memory. When God says to Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live again? What God wanted to do was to make Ezekiel to realize the power of the spoken word, not through God's lips, but through his own lips. God could have prophesied and the skeleton army would have come back on their feet and he would have spoken the breath of life into them. But he says, I'm not going to do it. Now I need you, Ezekiel, to speak it. Yes, I spoke it in Genesis 1 and said, let there be. But I need every son and daughter of mine to speak it. No wonder when William Brenham is out in the woods, he's thinking, and right there, Mark 11 comes to mind. Whatever you say to this mountain, if you say to this mountain, be moved, it shall be so. Then a voice spoke within him. Because the deity is in a man. The voice has to speak within you. You must have a voice spiritually installed within you. When that inner voice spoke and said, what do you need? William Brennan said, I need the squirrels. How do you want them to come? And brother, this was a pinnacle of our, our ministry. When a sex-born individual stood up in the woods and reenacted Genesis 1 and said, I needed a squirrel to come from there to go over there and a squirrel came and he shot the squirrel. 
That is the power of the spoken word. If it happened with others, it will happen with you. Now, Revelation chapter 10, verse 10 and 11. You'll read it from the beginning when the mighty angel came down with a book and gave the book to the seventh angel messenger. But I like it when it comes to verse 7. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, and tongues, and kings. As Ezekiel prophesied, we have to prophesy. But in the end time, you have to eat the book. Become the book. Thereafter, you can be able to prophesy. What is the book? The fullness of the weight in the end time. When you eat that weight, it makes your mind to operate in a certain way because when the supernatural moves in, you move away from your own mind. Now you've got the mind of Christ. You look insane to the world. Why? Because you call things that are not there as though they are there. What is happening now is because you have eaten the book. You have become the book. Therefore, you can prophesy again to the nations. And here we are in the end time. The nations are disappointed. The nations are dejected. The nations are helpless. But what is needed is the bride of Jesus Christ who has eaten the book and became the book to prophesy and speak life into existence, to to speak life into dry areas, to speak life into hopeless areas, to speak life into helpless areas. Those people is the people that I'm speaking to this morning. Brother, where are we? Speak to this mountain. Paragraph 62. I believe that the church of the living God is moving into a sphere now that's going to shake the whole world. That's the first time it's been since the days of Jesus of Nazareth to the human being. Ask anything that you will. It shall be given unto you anything you desire. Don't you see the words of Jesus Christ being fulfilled Oh, it's going to come to pass pretty soon. I'm looking forward to it happen in this meeting. I'm wanting it to happen now. Even me, I want it to happen now over the airwaves. Airwaves. That that anointing will strike the whole church of the living God and shall rise to her feet like a mighty marching army as it was seen by Hezekiel. And she will rise to her feet like a mighty marching army. Then when she rises on her feet like a marching army, look at the results. The sick will be healed by all night prayer. No, say, I've got no problem with all night prayer. 
By a prayer line, I've got no problem with the prayer line. By fasting, I've got no problem with the fasting. But hear the prophecy, the sick will be healed by a weight. You know, he says a weight in small letters to indicate it will be a weight of a human being speaking to a sick human being and that human being will be healed. Oh, uh, let me, I'll finish this quotation. Let me pause here for a while. Silver and gold, we have none. But such as we have, we give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up and walk. Let me go back. The sick will be healed by a weight. The blind will see by a weight. The deaf will hear by a weight. The dead will be raised up by a weight. And the power of God will shake the world with the church of the living God. We are in the process of it now. I believe, I believe it's soon coming to pass. I believe it's soon coming to pass. I believe, and it says, we are in the process of it now. We are in the process of it right now. I believe it's soon coming to pass. I believe it will just exactly that way. I believe it's going to strike the church of God soon. It's going to start a revival that will shake the world. I believe it. And even me, I believe it 100%. Prophet says we are in the process of it right now. And I believe it 100% that we are in the process of it right now. Did you hear? The sick will get healed by a weight. The devil will hear by a weight. The dead will be raised up by a weight. The power, and who are the people that are going to do this? It's not, a, it's not people in, only in America. It's not people only in Europe. It's the bride across the globe. And if you are part of the body of Christ, where you are, you can make this quotation to become a reality where you rise up like a marching army and you begin to speak things into existence and things materialize because the heaven backs up your weight. Let me, let me raise the tempo a little bit. <clears throat> In the message, the fifth seal, paragraph 24, I believe that the hour is approaching when missing limbs will be restored. And the glorious power of the creator, I believe, if he can make a squirrel appear, here's the man or a woman just got a, a missing part. That's completely animal in itself. He's God. I love him. He says, if I was able to speak the squirrels into existence, this coming time where missing limbs will grow again, will be restored. How will they be restored? As how the squirrels came into existence by the spoken weight, the missing limbs will be restored by the spoken weight. We are in the right season. 
with the right weight, with the right anointing, with the right power. But the greatest tragedy, the church is fearful. The church is afraid to take God at his way. The church is not daring enough. The church lacks a sense of audacity. We want to mourn as the world mourns. We want to complain as the world complains. We want to be victims as the world is the victim. But I'm here to say, snap out of it. You are not a victim. Snap out of it. You don't need to mourn. Snap out of it. You don't need to cry. Why cry? Speak the word and march forward. That was the commission to Moses. And it is exactly the same commission to you. Why cry? Speak the word and move forward. Change your reality by the spoken way. Change the condition of your marriage by the spoken way. Change the condition of your finances by the spoken way. Change the condition of your health. By the spoken, anything that you can subject to the spoken word, the spoken word will change it from chaos into something that is sublime. But it has to be done by you. We have said to people, have faith in God, have faith in God, have faith in God. And people had faith in God, but people are doubting themselves because they are now doubting that the same one that they believed in that was in heaven who was the deity in heaven? The same one is no longer the deity in heaven, but is now the deity in their flesh. My brother, you have become God's residency. You speak, heaven will back it up. There's coming a time. Can I take it higher? The, deity, the, the sick will be healed by a weight. The sick will be healed by a weight. The dead will be raised up by a weight. The deaf will hear by the weight. The blind will see by a weight. Though he says it's coming a time where missing limbs will be restored by the weight as the squirrels were brought into existence by the weight. Let me take it further now. In the message adoption. Paragraph 80. God. Right back to Genesis. To the original. What is it? Now the world and nature is groaning, crying. Everything is moving. What? For the manifestation of the sons of God. When true sons, true sons, born sons, filthy sons, oh, speak and their weight is backed. I believe we are on the border of it right now. Yes, sir. Say to this mountain, let it be so. Brother, I desire so and so. I desire a certain thing done. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I give it to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is a manifestation. Oh, brother, my crops are burning out, up, out yonder. I haven't had any rain. Brother, I will send you a rain in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Then she will come, waiting, groaning, all nature, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. So therefore, brethren, in the end time, here we are. Then our question would be, what you desire? What you need? Now, it's no longer us looking into heaven. No, say, 
I can ask my brother, I can ask my sister, because the DHS is no longer in heaven, but the DHS is now in a man. Whatever we bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we said lose here shall be said lose in heaven. And if I am mandated and the DHS is in me, I can brother say, brother, no wonder. Those two disciples said to, to that lame man, silver and gold we have none, but such as we have, we give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. So therefore today, under the authority of the message of the hour, vindicated by the pillar of fire, among us we can begin to give one another things that we need. Brother, brother, say, yes, we are in the season. Where you can, a brother comes and says, my crop is burning. There is drought. There is not being rainy for a long time. And you as a brother, you say, my brother, I am sending rain your way. I am sending rain in your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, let it rain on my brother's farm. If this is the season, if this is the time, and we are the people, then we need to bring our A game. We need to come and be available and make these things to be a reality. Not just a sermon in church, not just a literature that is in the message books, not just the tape on the voice on tape, but let it be something that can be actualized on daily basis where we know the deities in us. I can speak a job into existence. I can speak a healing into existence. I can bring life to a dead area. I can rearrange affairs that are chaotic by the power of the spoken word. But it begins with the quality of your state of mind. I say giggle, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever goes, if the word takes the preeminency in every fiber of your body, you will begin to see things will happen. Brother Brenham says, God will bankrupt the heavens before he allows his weight to fail. So brethren, we have the power of the spoken word. Heaven is looking at us to back us up but we have to be, you know, God is waiting for one man to take a stand or a step forward and say, it can be done. I will do it. And when you say that, you risk your reputation. Folks, every time you dare become audacious in claiming what God has put in his weight and want it for now, you are taking a risk. But it's a risk worth it taking because people are watching. They're going to say, if it doesn't come to pass, then you are a liar. And people can come. But a brother Brenham has told me many times. He says, if I can pray for a thousand and they die. And tomorrow God tells me to wake up in the morning and go to the grave of George Washington and invite the whole world. I say, I will invite the whole world. Because I've got confidence in God. We have said, we are praying, Lord. May there not be any loss of life among us. We, don't, we didn't say other places. We just say among us. We became territorial. We owned the responsibility for our space. Yes, people have been affected. People have been sick. But every time somebody phones and says, I'm sick, 
I go back to the same anointing that made that statement to be uttered. And I say, Lord, use it. Whatever we ask in your name, we shall do it. May there not be any funeral among us. God has kept his weight. It's a risk, but it was an audacious move. But it is paying off when you believe. And in the same vein, I don't say be irresponsible. You listen to what the experts say and do what the experts say and God will do his part. But we are not afraid. And I'm coming to the end and I say, fear not. Fear not, little flock. He said, I will be with you, even in you, until the end time. And he said, whatever you ask in my name, he took a personal responsibility, I will do it. He said, all things, all things are possible to them that believeth. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. He is the source of our joy. He is a place of refuge. He has given us a delegated authority. We are now his agency of power here. Because whatever we bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we set free here shall be set free in heaven. The message has told us a son of God and a daughter of God are like God. They speak. It creates. Brother, think. A lot of times you think, you speak, but you are afraid to act on it as a finished work. Act on it. Yes, you thought about it. You spoke it, but act on it. Behave like you have already possessed it. Because God, once he spoke it, once it leaves God's lips, it's already materialized. And I believe once it leaves the son and the daughter of God's lips, it's already materialized. That is the power of the spoken way. And here, as Brother Brenham claimed, Billy Paul, and say, I claim you under the token. You parents, you can by the power of the spoken way, because life and death is in the power in your tongue. You can say, I claim every child of mine in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you are a grand, maybe a grandmother, you've got the right to say, I claim everyone, including my grandsons and my granddaughters, every, my grand-granddaughters, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Brother Bram say, if you've got enough faith to save yourself, that faith is enough to save the entire family. And we don't need bigger faith. We just need a faith as the mustard seed. It is doable, folks. When you have it, things, God will move the elements and you will testify about his greatness. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you for your leadership, your guidance and your protection. We appreciate you for the gift of the spoken word. We appreciate you for bringing the deity or bringing yourself into us. I remember I read a quotation the other time where God, the prophet says, you gave yourself, the Lord gave himself to a believer so that the believer can attack the devil by. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being here for us. May you make every child of God to know who they are. That whatever they do, may it resonate with their divine identity. They can speak things into existence and believe and manifest those things. It happened to Sister Haiti. It happened to Brother Brenham. 
It happened to Joshua. It happened to many servants of God where they spoke things into existence. It happened to the Mississippi woman whose son was sick and he spoke Elijah into existence. And therefore it can happen even to these ones today where they can rise up and look at their chaotic condition, their state of sickness and say, by the power of the spoken word, I'm moving out. Lord, we thank you. And all these things we ask them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. It has been a pleasure spending time with you. Again, we will meet on Wednesday, same platform, uh, 7 o'clock. Wednesday, 7 o'clock, same platform, we'll meet again. God bless you richly. It has been a pleasure speaking to you in your households. God bless you. Shalom. Have a blessed week. Shalom.